Bigs Radio Sport. Good evening and welcome once again to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. Rob Pritchard with you until 6.30. Hope you've had a wonderful week as always. Coming up tonight. The new Manx football season is finally here and we take a look at the opening fixtures of the 22-23 campaign taking place this Saturday. Meanwhile, FC Isle of Man are back on Manx Hall tomorrow after a gruelling run of away fixtures and will be hoping to get back to winning ways when they welcome Barnaldswick Town to the bowl. In hockey, an exciting weekend awaits for the Manx junior squads as they travel to take on top opposition in Northern Ireland. And the new rugby season also rolls back into life this weekend. That is all to come this evening. Starting off a jam-packed schedule this evening, we're taking a look at hockey and the new mixed season is very close now, just over a week away in fact. But before then, it's an exciting challenge for the Islands Junior Squads taking place this Saturday and Sunday. And to talk us a little bit, talk us through this just a little bit, we're welcomed by a newer face this time around in that of Ben Cunningham. So Ben, very good evening to you. Good evening, thank you very much for having us. So Ben, uh, for those who don't know uh, what is happening this weekend in terms of Manx hockey, particularly those juniors, what have we got going on this weekend? So basically the under-14s, under-16s, under-18s, boys and girls island teams are going away to um, uh, Belfast and they're going to have a pre-season games uh, at a very, very, very top quality place and the pitches, I've, I've been told, is very high quality. And the great thing is when you have games like this as, as an Ireland squad, whether at junior or senior level, uh, going into a new season because these younger players might be looking towards their Ireland teams going into the next season, whether that's at junior or senior level and looking towards you know the uh, national championships later on, how invaluable can experience like this be at such a young age? Oh, definitely. I mean, like you say, some of these players that are playing in these teams have come straight from the under-14s and they've worked their way up. And it, you know, it's a credit to the island to have them, and the future of the of hockey on the island looks bright. And it's been a bit of a purple patch this summer, really, for Manx hockey, isn't it? Because not just this, but also the fact that we saw, I believe it was seven Manx players were involved in the Performance Centre Challenge Cup as well. Yeah, th- there was seven players that uh, took part in the Performance Cup, and they they went away to represent the island, and they received very high you know, uh, reviews from the coaches across there. For those who don't know, the Performance Centre Challenge Cup involves a a selection of what are known as performance centres across England in different regions, whether that's county or slightly larger geographical areas. And the nearest one to the Isle of Man is filed. And it is basically a way of bringing through the up-and-coming talent of any given area across uh, England, the Isle of Man and beyond as well, and giving them the chance to play against equally skilled and equally capable young players to build their abilities, but also be exposed to some of the top-level coaching, top level disciplines and Ben as you pointed out there seven players from the Isle of Man involved in that it just shows the quality that Manx hockey continues to produce doesn't it oh definitely I mean we're we're a small island but it just proves that no matter how much people think oh it's a small island the Isle of Man we can produce fantastic hockey players and uh, there was a slight bit of uh, disappointing news, I guess, uh, right at the start of the evening before we came on air, because the junior squads that are actually heading to Northern Ireland, well, they were heading off today, but there's been a bit of a hitch, hasn't there? Yes, so they were due to be up in the air as we speak. Uh, we were hoping to have um, Neve, who's been helping plan all this uh, up, but obviously 
they were due to be taking off and flying away as we speak but unfortunately they're currently still sat in Ronald's way waiting for the plane to take off I believe the update I've had now is 10 past 8 possibly departing now but fingers crossed they'll they'll get away absolutely fingers crossed i'm sure it'll all be worked out and they can enjoy some uh, great hockey over the weekend and uh, just one final question before we let you go the fact that these junior players are being able to build their capabilities but what does it say also about those here in manx hockey that are involved in the the coaching and management side of things because actually organizing things like this takes a lot of time a lot of effort around what they do a lot of credit has to go to these people as well doesn't oh yeah it? definitely there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are planning all this prepping it and everything the coaches the back like like i say there's there's hundreds there's loads of people i could name and i'll probably forget people but there is so many people that help plan all this arrange all the hotels arrange the travel because it's not just a simple case of right we're going this weekend it's got to be planned weeks and weeks in advance and we've got to get all players availability get them all booked and everything and it you know it's a credit to the people that give up their time to you know prepare and get this all set and ready to go and they they're in for such a fantastic weekend away providing they get off island like we say we wish them the very best of luck and hopefully all these things will be worked out well uh, best of luck to all the manx junior squads and ben i know you have to shoot off now but thank you very much and hopefully we'll be catching up with you very soon thank you very much Manx Radio Sport. Well, we're moving on to football now, and the 22-23 Manx football season is set to get underway proper this weekend. Teams across the Canada Life Men's Premier League, Division 2, Canada Life Combi 1 and Combi 2 will get their campaigns underway with the first round of fixtures on Saturday, the 3rd of September. Among the ties, we'll, we'll have a look at those in just a second, but some very interesting ones, including the return of some old faces to the Manx footballing leagues as well, and... He's back after what feels like a lifetime away to take us through it. Tony Mepham, very good evening to you. How are we? Uh, have you missed me? Absolutely. Always. Oh, good man. Always. Well <laughs> I listen to you on the bikes and uh, everything else. Absolutely brilliant. You've had a good summer. Very, very enjoyable. Very exciting. Loved every minute of it. Well, away from the bikes, let's get to the football anyway, because, uh, yeah, big to see the Manx footballing season coming back this weekend. We have a selection of fixtures coming up. Before we get into the specifics, um, there was an announcement by the Isle of Men FA today just regarding the teams that would be taking part this year. Could you just clarify what that was for us again? Yeah, I can. Uh, certainly in the uh, Premier League, we've got a uh, full house, uh, so there's no uh, problems in there. Division 2, uh, there was uh, sort of a little bit of consultation with the clubs because some of the clubs have been struggling um, to be able to field uh, two teams. So uh, Paul Rose have only got uh, one team, so that's in uh, combination uh, two. Uh, we've got uh, Governors Athletic who are in uh, Division 2. There's a little bit of talk with them, but um, I watched them play the other night and uh, I think Div 2 is the right place, but we'll see how it goes uh, for them. Also with uh, Malou, they've lost an awful lot of players, Rob, uh, to uh, St Mary's and it's left a lot of spaces for them. Uh, so they've uh, opted to go into uh, Combination 2. I know uh, that uh, you know one or two people out there are going to say this shouldn't be allowed to happen, uh, but when you look at it last year, and I know you've taken note of it, it was Colby. Uh, there's just no way that they could have uh, played in Div 2. They played in Combi 2 only. They finished ninth. 
But my word, what a recoup they've done this uh, summer. Uh, they've got uh, two teams entered in the league this year. And uh, by all accounts, they've only dipped into two players from other clubs, which is absolutely fantastic. So well done to them and also well done to St Mary's, Rob. I know we'll come to that one at length a little bit in a minute, but to get two teams in and back into the league is incredible. Great stuff for Manx football. Always good to have you know extra bodies in there, extra teams. Just builds the excitement, doesn't it? Let's take a look then at the fixtures this weekend. And we have five fixtures, so all fixtures bar one, which we'll come to, are kicking off at 2.30pm on Saturday. We'll start with five fixtures in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Yeah, and when you look at uh, the fixtures coming up this week, there's some really interesting ones. But, um, you know, there's no real transfers. I think we've only had four transfers because now it's different the way the rules are that the English FA have put on us, that the players have uh, the freedom to... Uh, move at the start and they can register for whoever they want so the games that we're looking at uh, Union Mills against uh, Douglas Royal new manager uh, coming in for uh, Union Mills we'll give him an announcement tomorrow in the uh, sports uh, programme at half past 12 but Douglas Royal as well have got a really good team should be a close battle it's going to be a real uh, tough game to make a decision on this one but at the moment I'm saying that it's going to be Douglas Royal Moran against uh, Laxey Laxey have been uh, busy in registering some really top players Great to see Tom Smith come back in. I think it's two or three years since he's uh, played. Uh, superb uh, player that he is. And also Sammy Gallin, top boxer, has uh, transferred down there as well. But, uh, you know, Moran have had a uh, reasonable pre-season and they'll be looking to see if they can beat Laxey. Onken against the Georges. Onken, uh, one of the newly promoted uh, sides against the Georges, who, to be fair, Rob, have had a torrid time um, with their players. And uh, my thanks to Johnny Myers. And, you know, anybody out there who wants, um, you know, few mentions um, tomorrow with team news or whatever uh, if you've got my number just text it through to me and we'll try and give them a mention but uh, Johnny's on the ball and uh, there's a, one or two sort of real class players coming back in and uh, shocks they're going to be all round Callum Morrissey's uh, going to play for uh, St George's tomorrow Julian Ringham's going to sit this one out he's got a little bit of a niggling injury but Sam Kane the FC Isle of Man there right fullback uh, is not playing for FC Isle of Man tomorrow and he's going to play for St George's so St George's are going to make it difficult for them Corinthians is against Peel torrid pre-season for uh, Corinthians so interested to see where this one goes if they've got um, the players back uh, from holiday and weddings and stuff they could be strong but Peel have got one or two really good players in there and the form of Reese Oates is going to be critical for Peel I feel Ramsey against Russian they bag one trophy already haven't they these two are going to be right in the mix for winning the league I think uh, Russian will just pip it and Air against uh, Sir John's Air lost their talisman in uh, Sean Kelly and I don't think he'll play tomorrow because he's in for FC Isle of Man but Sir John's really impressed me a couple of weeks ago against us absolutely battered us and uh, I'm looking forward to see how they get on in the Canada Life Premier League this year. Okay, then moving on, we've got four games, I believe, in Division 2. We have got four games, and uh, a little mention, Rob, I know it's hot off the press, but uh, a new sponsor who's come in, and uh, our big thanks to Paul Whitley and Dale Walker. Those names are famous in Manx football. Uh, they've got a cracking building business, and they've come together. DPS Limited, Division 2, it's going to be named, and uh, congratulations to everybody for making this uh, come to fruition because it's so, so important to keep uh, the, the pennies in the bank for uh, Manx football, but uh, d D against Jim's uh, Douglas and District are back up at um, you know sort of uh, Springfield Road. They're off the bowl, so I'm going to go for D and D just to beat Jim's Foxdale against Colby. Foxdale have lost two of their top goal scorers, but I think they should just be strong enough to beat Dickie Gale's team. Braddon against St Mary's, the young guns against the more experienced, but St Mary's have got some squad there, so St Mary's, I expect, to uh, take the points. As I say, Governor's Athletic against Paul Rose. Paul Rose aren't in Div 2. Malou against Michael, also the same there, so Michael will have to wait a week. And Ramsey Youth Centre against uh, Douglas Athletic. 
Ramsey sent a relegated. They should be strong enough to take the points away from Athletic. OK, and then let's look at the combination divisions. Canada Life Combi 1, we have five games there. Yeah, this uh, one's going to be really tough to uh, predict, but Douglas Royal against Union Mills. I was impressed a couple of weeks ago when I watched the Millers Combi as well. So I'm going to go for Mills. I think the young guns there will just uh, manage the points away from Royal. Laxey against Moran. I know Laxey a few players missing with holidays and stuff, so Moran might just have an opportunity to take the points away from them in uh, that one. St George's against Duncan. Obviously, St George's aren't in Combi 1. Peel against Corinthians. Peel are always strong. Corinthians very, very young with one or two old heads in to make the team up. So I'm going to go for Peel there. Russian against Ramsey. I would say Russian will start off as uh, slight favourites for this league. But Ramsey have got good players in that team. So we'll wait and see how that one goes. And St John's against uh, St John's champions of uh, Combi 2 last season. And I think they're going to do well in combination one this season. OK, and then last but certainly not least, there is four games in Combi 2, and one of those does have an earlier start, doesn't it? We were going to come to that. <coughs> yeah, it does, and uh, let's go to that one first. Uh, St Mary's against Braddon. This one's being played at the Bowl. Why the early start? FC Alamans kickoffs now. Rob have been brought forward to six. So, by rule, uh, the Bowl has to be clean, vacated, changing rooms emptied and washed as well by four o'clock. So, that's why we're going for 1.45. That will uh, sort of happen throughout the season. Yes, there's an opportunity possibly to go a little bit later if FC Alaman away but we'll work on that one uh, but Jim's against uh, Douglas and District I'm going to go for D&D to win that Colby against uh, Foxdale great to see the players back in don't know anything about them so I can't predict if they're going to win it so we'll go with Foxdale play safe St Mary's against Braddon two strong sides there for St Mary's so I expect them to win that one and then uh, when you look at uh, the other teams uh, Paul Rose against uh, Governors Governors don't have a combination side and then Michael against uh, Maloo Michael have had a great pre-season and um, I'm going to keep an eye on them because I think they're going to do all right, Rob. And then uh, you've got uh, the other team, Douglas Athletic against Ramsey Centre. Athletic don't have a combination side, so there you have. Absolutely. Well, our first roundup ahead of the new season. It's always good, isn't it? I'm looking forward to it. This has been really tough because, you know, we've been working with the clubs at the FA and trying to help them where we can, but we, we can't drag players in. You know, people are saying we should restructure the league. All I look at it is... We've got three teams in this year that we didn't have last year. OK, we've lost some this year. So I think it's harder to rebuild like some areas have done. That's absolute credit to them. And Colby as well, one of the best facilities on the island. A real kick in the teeth for them last season. But they've bounced back. So I wish everybody well. We'll go into more detail tomorrow at half past 12. But as I say, if you've got any information for us, text it in to, to me and I'll try and give them a mention tomorrow afternoon. Perfect. Well, sticking with football very briefly, FC Isle of Man will be looking to get back to winning ways tomorrow evening when they're back at the bowl to face Barnoldswick Town in the NWCFL Premier Division. The Ravens are back on Manx soil after a gruelling schedule on the road, which saw them play four games away from home in just 10 days. Their last two matches saw them suffer two heavy defeats at the hands of Congleton Town and AFC Liverpool on the bank holiday weekend. Well, I spoke to manager Chris Bass this week and that full extended interview is available over at manxradio.com right now, looking back on those busy games during the bank holiday and also ahead to this weekend. And if you're not heading down to the bowl on Saturday, we at Manx Radio have got you covered. FC Isle of Man versus Barnoldswick Town kick-off 6pm this Saturday and we at Manx Radio providing full live match commentary myself and tony on manx radio's am 1368 and digital platforms we'd love to have you along well tony we've got around 60 seconds here what have you made of fc alavan's start to the season so mm. far bearing in mind they've gone up a league and it's been a big step up in quality and opponents well it has been a big step up and uh, when i was talking to alex maitland uh, in the week he's telling me that uh, the player he played against on 
um, Saturday and his words give him a run around £700 a week he earns and uh, an ex uh, sort of I think it was championship uh, player so it shows you the quality that they're playing at uh, but um, yeah the crowds have been a, a little bit lower because we're into the summer months here so people have got a lot to do so Big massive shout out. Let's get down there and support them. It's costing a lot of money to make this happen, but key players missing, Rob, isn't it? When you look at, you know, sort of Dan Simpson, Sean Doyle's probably going to miss most of the season. It's really tough, but uh, the boys are hanging in there. They're finding their feet, and let's just hope they have a massive performance tomorrow night on the Alaban. We will see you tomorrow night at the Ballwell, Tony. Thank you very much as always. I'll be catching up with you tomorrow. You certainly will. Manx Radio Sport. Well, wrapping things up, football isn't the only sport on Mangsall getting its new season underway this weekend. Rugby is also making its much-anticipated return. Douglas are on the road for their first game of the campaign in the newly-badged Regional 2 Northwest Division. Meanwhile on Ireland, the Ravenscroft Manx Shield is back in action. As ever, here to take us through what's in store is Dave Christian. Well, the, the first thing is, uh, obviously, during the closed season in any sport, particularly in rugby union, though, uh, there are always some change around. There's been a long-running civil war, as I call it. I'm not sure anybody else has got a better way to describe it. Uh, between clubs in the northwest, which are basically three counties, Cheshire, Cumbria and Lancashire. And the, the big battle's been with uh, Lancashire and Cumbria. Uh, Cheshire have been in the middle uh, trying to act as peacemakers. And uh, uh, I don't know, about three seasons ago now, there was about 34 Lancashire clubs pulled out of the English Clubs Championship which is what everybody refers to as the league. That left a sizable hole and meant that notwithstanding COVID and and all the things that came with it, uh, there weren't any leagues for Douglas and Vagabonds to play in. Now, the peace deal's been brokered over the summer, finally come to fruition. The Lancashire clubs are back in. We've got some viable leagues. Uh, Douglas were back in anyway. They weren't really affected by the problem. Vagabonds are going back in. They don't have a fixture, I don't think, for another two weeks yet. And uh, Ramsey decided that uh, discretion was a better part of valour and financially it just didn't make sense to uh, to join in the, in that league structure. So Douglas uh, play their first game tomorrow. They're away at Furwood Waterloo. Personally, I think they're going to struggle, but uh, that remains to be seen. They've got a committed bunch of youngsters down there together with some old experienced heads. And uh, they may well um, pull out a few surprises, and I'll be the first one to have a hat sandwich if they do. Uh, but uh, tomorrow, Furwood Waterloo, they've got a young team, but experience. In the front row, Simon Hoddenot and Rob Todd. Owen Carvin is there as well. He had a great season last season. Uh, youngsters in the second row. In the back row, they've got experience with Carl Markle Ferns and two youngsters, Blake Snell and Cal Denteth. Uh, the back line looks pretty good. Uh, Guy Woods back in. He's an immense player. Harry Houston's there too. One of the Martin brothers, Kyle Martin at fullback. Aidan O'Shea, an experienced 10. Uh, I mean, they've got players there, and particularly on a firm pitch, to get the ball wide and, and score tries. Uh, but uh, I think forward Waterloo might be just a bridge too far for them. Uh, Waterloo may well have uh, promotion ambitions this season. And uh, on that basis, I don't think we're going to see Douglas come back with a point. Domestically, there have been some changes as well. Uh, obviously, with uh, Vagabonds not taking part, um, uh, it's, it's caused some concern to, to the local organisers. And there had to be a few changes made. First thing is, welcome back to Castletown Rugby Club. They're back in after a season out. Great to have them back. And uh, that helps with making up the numbers. But we've got a seven-team local league. um, And unfortunately, locally, there's a big gap between the the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom. So uh, we've had to do something to address that. And uh, Ramsey and Southern Nomads, who are the two strongest sides left in, 
Uh, they're both running two teams, a first team and a second team. They've agreed to shuffle all their players up to put out two teams that aren't as good as the full-on first teams, but are probably better than a full-on second team. So it's going to make the league very, very competitive. Uh, we're relying on a little bit of trust for the teams to do this fairly as well. Uh, it's no fun uh, winning 100-0. It's no fun losing 100-0. I can assure you of that. I've experienced it. Uh, so uh, I think uh, it's a sensible move. Um, we'll have to wait and see how the results come when, when they start happening. And the other news locally is that neither Douglas nor Vagabonds with their league commitments have felt comfortable enough to have a full second team. Uh, so the two have basically got half a team each. They're going to put them half together and play under the umbrella of the Eastern Barbarians. So the first round of fixtures tomorrow, it's the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, first past the post league competition. Up at Ramsey, we've got the Ramsey Reds, which is their, uh, one of their half team, one of their <laughs> slightly weaker teams uh, against Western Vikings. That's at the Merrick Park. Uh, at uh, Balla Fletcher, we've got the Eastern Barbarians. They play their first game against Castletown, who is their first game back as well. And the other game is Southern Nomads, and I think they're calling themselves Nomads Greens. That was their former first team. They're going to play the Ramsey Blues down at Balakilia. All those games kick off at 2.15. Picking winners, difficult to say. You've got a fancy Ramsey Reds against Western Vikings. Vikings blew hot and cold last season. Ramsey were pretty pretty hot all the way through. Upper Bella Fletcher, difficult one to call. Depends on Castletown's strength, but you probably fancy the combined uh, Eastern Barbarians. Might just nick that one. And uh, down at uh, Balakilia, I think you're probably going to go with uh, the Southern Nomads Greens to beat the Ramsey Blues. Dave Christian with that report there. That's all we have time for this evening. So once again, very good big thank you to my guests this week, Ben Cunningham, Tony Meppham and Dave Christian. That's all Friday Sport Preview this week. Have yourself a wonderful Friday evening, whatever you're doing, and have a wonderful weekend as well. So until next time, bye for now. Station, Manx Ray.